0: Krishna, welcome to our Sunday Bhagavatam class, February 20th. My god, 2022. So, uh, today we begin with text 1 15 20, Canto 1, chapter 15, text 20, and this is still Arjun speaking. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So Arjun says, So hungry Pendra Rahitak Purushottamena Sakya Priyena Surudharadayena Shunya Adhan Yurukrama Padigraham Angarakshan Gopara Sadhirava Leva Vinirjitosmi. Mm. So uh, Arjun begins by saying Soham, um, which literally in Sanskrit means he, I, or that I. and And I mean, obviously, it doesn't sound like that in Sanskrit. In Sanskrit, it's like saying, like, you know, I was, I, you know I'm would, i the very person. It was me who. So, it is I who am. So that's how you say it in Sanskrit. So, um, it is I who am. So, nripendra, Nripa indra, oh, best of kings. He's addressing his brother, Yudhisthira. Rahitak, bereft sho of Buddha of the supreme person so it, it, it is I who am or now bereft O king of that Supreme person or I've lost that supreme person also you could say you could translate it that way I've lost that Supreme person and then the rest of the words uh, well the next uh, three words are describing that Supreme person Sakya. I've lost that uh, supreme person who is my friend, Sakya Priyena, dear, beloved, my beloved friend, Surhida, well wisher, literally the good hearted one, Surhit, good hearted. So, uh, good hearted, uh, beloved friend, Hridayena Shunya, and uh, my heart is now empty. Shunya means, can also mean void, like Shunya Vadi. Uh, but it means void or empty, bereft. So my heart is empty. In other words, because that which was in my heart is now gone. I mean, it's, it's obviously still thinking of Krishna, but you understand. So Adwani, on the path, on the road, in other words, coming from dwarka back to Hastinapur. Udu krama, parigraham anga rakshan, anga, oh king, dear king, rakshan, I was protecting the parigraham, which means sort of the the wives, the wives of Uru Krama. Krama in Sanskrit means a step, step, and Uru means great or wide. So this is referenced, a name of Krishna, uh, referring to Vamana who took great steps or wide, wide steps. So on the road, <laughs> uh my brother I was protecting the wives of urukrama Krishna and uh near I was defeated Abaleva, which means Eva like a woman uh, uh one of the one of the names for one one name for women or for a woman in Sanskrit is bala which means not strong physically. I mean, scientifically, uh, men have on average twice the upper body strength of women. So this is not uh, sexism. It's just uh, it's physiology. So, uh, bala Eva, Bala strength, like Balaram. So, Abbala, Eva, vinir, chitos, me, I was defeated by cowards. These are not the pious cowards, you know, the liberated cowards of Vrindavan. These are asat gopas. These are cowards who were uh, bad people. Gopa translate asat be by the infidels in the word for word. It's a good translation. Infidel coward men. So literally asat means bad. So go by asat be by asat gopas, uh, as if I were, a, a you know, a woman without the strength to fight with them, I was defeated. So this is Arjuna's Lamentation. And then he says, Tadvai dhanuv taishavak sarato hayaste soham rati nirpatayo jata anamanti sarvang shanena taravud asad ishariktam basman hutam kuhaka, radham, evoktam, usham. So, uh, here Arjun uses a particular sort of form of speech in Sanskrit. Uh, where he says, for example, that indeed is the bow. And, ishava, uh, which is ta, because of, anyway, it's just Sunday. but if you look at the synonyms, you see the original form of the word. Te Ishava. those, so that indeed was the bow. Those were the arrows. Sarata, uh, that was the chariot. Hayaste, those were the horses. So that's a way in Sanskrit that it, it's like saying in English, uh, you know, it, it was the same bow, the same arrows, the same horse, uh, the same chariot, the same horses. So rati, and I'm the same chariot warrior. So hung uh, nirpa yo Nripayo ah namanti. The same chariot warrior to whom kings bow down. So Arjun was not a king, he was a prince. But nirpati is literally lords of men. It's a word for king. Uh, so, I'm the same chariot warrior to whom kings bowed down. Tadvai dhanus ta'ishavak sarato hayaste sohangrati nirpatiyo jata anamanti sarvam kshanena But kshanena, in a moment. Sarvam tadavud Sat. All of that became asat. So, let's look up the word asat since it keeps coming up. Uh, it's um, So it means non-existence, non-entity, untruth, falsehood. So it all became false. It all became like, you know, my great reputation, my power. It all just became nothing suddenly. So really in Sanskrit that's how you would say it all became nothing. Asat. You know, non-existing. So nothing. So it all became nothing. Sarvam. In a moment. Sarvam shanena tadavut asat. Isha riktam. Because all of those things were my strength, my all that was bereft of the Lord. Isha riktam. A riktam means uh, empty of in other words, like um, devoid of, destitute of, without. So that's rikta. So isha rikta. Devoid of the Lord, destitute of the Lord, uh, without the Lord. So all of that being now, be after the Lord, in a moment it became nothing. It became asat. It became literally non-existent. Literally non-existent. And, and, and so it's like, and so my, my efforts to fight, to protect these great souls, uh, it was like basman hutam. It was like offering, making an offering into ashes. You have to, you have to make an offering into fire, right? Agni potra. The offering has to go into fire, but this was like making the offering into ashes. The fire is gone. Kuhuka radham. Kuhukarada means, uh, or it was like something which is created simply by a trick, by magic. It's not really there. Kuhukarada, kuhuka means magic or, or uh, just a trick, cheating. So Eva, or uptam usham, or like sowing seeds, like throwing seeds into barren, ground into land which is just barren, which nothing in which nothing will grow. Very powerful, poetic, beautiful verse. Tadvaid Taishavak, Sarato, Hayaste, <inaudible> Sohangrati, nirpatayojata Anamanti, Sarvangshanena Tadabud, Asat, isariktam So this is, you can say, not controversial, but it's like, really, like, how could that happen? How could Krishna's queens be stolen by bad people? So therefore, I'm going to read Prabhupada's purport um, to this verse. Uh, Let's see. uh, Actually, he doesn't talk about that. About the fact that queens were stolen. But elsewhere in the the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, it is said that uh, Krishnas Kaviraj said that the Acharyas accept this story as an illusory story. And in fact, it was Krishna himself who came as as these people. And so Krishna was actually taking back his own queens, obviously no one else. Oh, and the past versus purport. And the Leela to the rescue again. So I'll read it from the previous verse, purport. Um, The important point in this verse is how it was possible that Arjuna could be defeated by a gang of ignoble coward men and how such mundane coward men could touch the bodies of the wives of Lord Krishna who are under the protection of Arjuna. Srila Vishwanatha Chakravarti Thakur has justified the contradiction by research in the Vishnu Purana and Brahma Purana. In these Puranas, it is said that once the fair denizens of heaven pleased Ashta Vakramuni by their service, heavenly ladies, and were blessed by the Muni to have the Supreme Lord as their husband. Ashta Vakramuni was curved in eight joints of his body, and thus he used to move in a peculiar curved manner. That's what, actually that's what it means. It means like Ashta is eight, so eight, bent in eight ways, Ashtavakra. The daughters of the demigods could not check their laughter upon seeing the movements of the Muni and the Muni being angry at them, cursed them that they would be kidnapped by rogues even though they would get the Lord as her husband. Later on, the girls again satisfied the Muni by their prayers and the Muni blessed them that they would regain their husband even after being kidnapped by the rogues. So in order to keep the word of the great Muni, the Lord himself kidnapped his wives from the protection of Arjuna. Otherwise, they would have at once vanished from the scene as soon as they were touched by the rogue. Besides that, some of the gopis who prayed to become wives of the Lord returned to their respective positions after their desire was fulfilled. After the departure of Lord Krishna, he wanted all his entourage back to Godhead and they were called back under Different conditions only. So that is the explanation. I will read one more verse. Let's see. Double verse, which is Rajans tyanupristanaam suridam nak surit I'm sorry, surit pude. Viprasapavimudhanam, lignatang mushti bir mitaha, varuning madirang pitwa, madon mattita chetasam, ajanatang ivanyonyam, satupanchabashe shita. So it's powerful verse, and to really get the power of this verse, you have to, I mean, you have the translation, i want to translate it in the order because the verse has a dramatic structure to it. And so I will translate it literally in order, each line in order and then at the end is the dramatic ending. Uh, so to preserve that poetic power, Uh, Here's the verse in in literally the order of translation. Rajans, O King, uh, Twayanu Prishtanam, concerning those about whom you were asking. And Prishtanam would be about whom you asked. This is Anuprishtanam, you have been asking. In other words, continuously asking. Rajans, concerning those about whom you have been asking. Suhridang, our dear friends. Suhridang nak. in the city of dear friends, meaning Dwarka. So this is very, very beautiful. Suhridang, of the suhrits, of the good-hearted dear friends of us, of ours, Not Suritpure in the city of good friends, the city of dear friends, Suhridpure. Viprasapa vimudhanam. You asked about those who were bewildered by a Brahmin's curse, vipra shapa about those who, nignatam mushtivir mitahah, who were striking each other with their fists. Nignatam means about those who were striking mitah, each other, mushtivir, with their fists. varuni madirang pitwa, having drunk the varuni beverage, Madon matita cheta Sang, those whose minds, cheta Sang, were unmatita, completely disturbed by this liquor. And ajanatam, Yang, and those, you asked about those who did not recognize each other. So about those people, chatu panchava Shejita, she, four or five are left. In other words, they're all dead. It's a very powerful, very dramatic sense, uh, verse. It's actually one Sanskrit sentence. So again, I'll read it. (laughs) Rajang svayanu prashtanang surhadang nak suratpure viprasapa vimodhanang nignatang usti virmitak varuning madirang pitwa Madan mati tachita saam ajanatang ivanyanyang chatu panchava Shishita. Very powerful verse. Ajanatang, not recognizing, not knowing eva, as if not knowing anyonyang, each other. Very moving, very powerful verse. So, uh, maybe we can do one more if you have any questions in there. So, yes, because it's interesting because in verse 24, uh, the next one, we know that Arjun is now sort of concluding his statements because he goes back to the shloka, which a uh, shloka technically means a verse that has four lines. Each line is eight syllables. And so, the longer verses, we've been having many, uh, you know, for some time now, we've had these much longer verses which are used often in uh, Sanskrit composition for very dramatic, very dramatic descriptions or very dramatic statements. And so now that we're going back to the sloka, we know that Arjuna is sort of concluding his remarks. He's kind of gotten very emotional and now he's Concluding. So prayena it prayena eetad bhagavata isurasya bi chestita mito nignanti hutani mm chajan mitaha. So prayena means mostly for the most part almost always prayena eta this really generally you could say generally this is vicheshtitam, the, 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 act, the action, the doing, the activity of the Lord, the controller. Bhagavata means of the Lord, who who is the controller of God, of the Lord God. Or actually, it's also literally translated generally. This is the pastime, the action of the Lord God. That's literally what it means. And so, uh, I'll give you from the dictionary because it's a key word here. Uh, this has been brought about. This has been affected by the Lord. It also means uh, an action, an exertion, behavior. So, you could say generally this has been brought about by or this is the action of the Lord God. Mito Nignanti Bhutani, the creatures strike down each other, literally. The creatures strike down each other. Bhavayanti Chajan And they they help each other. They help each other. They probably translates Bhavayanti protect another, they they cause each, literally cause each other to flourish. So they, this is generally the, the action of the Lord brought about by the Lord, the living beings mutually strike each other down or raise each other up in a sense. And so of course to say it's the action of the Lord does not mean that people who wouldn't have done this do it. Krishna is like somehow making people do these terrible things. But rather that people have, of course, the Yadus are pure souls. This is a very special case, and the reason we extend it to general cases is because of the word prajna. But the, so the, the Yadus are a very special case. Krishna, Krishna had to remove them because they were too powerful for the earth. And this is stated, I think, in the um, in the eleventh canto that describes this in detail this incident that. Uh, it's often said in the Bhagavatam that Krishna came to this world to remove the burden of the earth. And actually in a reference to this, uh, uh, that bhuvara jihir sriya, with the desire to remove the burden of the earth, these asuras it's a common theme in the Bhagavatam. And interestingly in the song to the, uh, to the six Goswamis it said, bhuvhi Buho. That they are the ones who on this earth removed the earth's burden. So it's very interesting because Krishna is often said in the Bhagavatam that, that he came because he wanted to remove the burden of the earth, or he did remove the burden of the earth. And then the same thing is said about the six Goswamis in that famous song that Bhuvi uh, Bhuva buhi that that he relieved the burden of the earth. Anyway, so here Bhuvivara Bara so here it is said that um that uh Oh, I'm sorry, in the 11th Canto. In 11th Canto, where it describes his pastime in detail, it said that Krishna noticed that I came to the world to remove the burden of the earth. I did remove the earth's burden by either personally killing or having killed all these asuras, but now the yadas themselves are a burden. The yadas themselves are a burden because they were, they're superhuman, that they were so powerful. So for example, let's say, I've given this example many times let's say there's some uh insurrection there's an insurrection in a country so that uh the police cannot control the situation because you know all these gangs criminals revolutionaries come in so therefore the government has to bring in the military to restore peace and so once the peace is restored though no one wants the military just patrolling the streets of the city because in, in civil society you don't want you don't want to live under military rule. So the military is brought in at a certain point but then they have to leave. So in the same way the yattos were brought in to help save the earth but now that the earth was saved uh, they had to go back to the higher planets they came from. So that was the idea. Okay, so I'm gonna stop there in uh, chapter one, text 15. Uh, I'm sorry, first canto, thinking so much about the verse. First canto, chapter 15, text 24. So we'll stop there. Very interesting verses coming up. So now I will look at the, um, to see if there are any questions. um thank you all again for your comments someone is uh anyway confused about who is god and just listen to the verses um So far, no questions. Here's a question. Uh, Shama Sundar from the UK. 17th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, those in passion worship, Yakshas and says, How do we see that today? Well, <laughs> passionate people like to go to those, what do they call that? Those um, vampire movies. So, so, I mean, vampire movies, it's kind of like that. Or, Or you could say, for example, because in that 17th chapter, it said that those in the mode of goodness worship the devas, the demigods, as we translated. And so people in the mode of passion, they worship powerful material people here yakshas and rakshas doesn't simply mean like monsters it also means just sort of powerful people have material power but are not spiritual and so that's what everyone worships you know athletes and movie stars and politicians all kinds of things you know people who are not really necessarily sometimes they are but not necessarily godly people so that would be passionate worship. Uh, How do atheists fit into the three modes of worshipers? They don't worship anyone. Actually, they do. They worship each other. So it depends on the person. Uh, Another question, the same person. Um, Fire yuck is not important. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe questions that have absolutely nothing to do with the class. Uh you can just send in a letter. So Jagatpalana, it seems that curses are the main cause behind the events in the Bhagavatam. How can such literature be considered the natural commentary of Vedanta Sutra, the pinnacle of Vedic philosophy? Uh, not so much. Actually, curses are less certain are significantly less prominent in the Bhagavatam Mahabharata. Mahabharata is just you know, everything's curses and boons, but um also keep in mind that the explanation of the curse uh of the queens is not in the Bhagavatam. So it's so that the Bhagavatam doesn't say that, although other literatures do explain it. But in general, in the Bhagavatam, I think there's a lot of just devotees, non-devotees endeavoring. So, uh, Nandalila, the way the Yadav dynasty left this world is not honorable. Can we interpret, uh, well, they're Kshatriyas and they fought. So I don't know if I'd say it's not honorable. Can we interpret that maybe the lesson here is that no matter how closely related you are to someone who is purely pure, who is pure or highly advanced, in this case, even God himself, your progress is solely dependent on your own efforts. Uh, I don't think I would, I mean, our progress is dependent on our efforts, but in the case of the Yadus, they're so intimately connected with Krishna. So look at what actually happened. I mean, the Yadus, this was not the first time they had Varoni. And so it was, you know, they were these big warriors. Sometimes they would relax with a little drink. <laughs> not exactly like, you know, not exactly Ashram life, but they were these powerful warriors. Uh, who, you know, actually had to go out and fight and risk their lives and often, you know, sometimes be killed or kill. And so this time they had some of this varmany and something extraordinary happened, which was done by Krishna. So I wouldn't say that their departure from this world, the Yadus, was not honorable because it was personally orchestrated by Krishna. Krishna personally bewildered them because he wanted them to remove each other so I wouldn't compare it to... As far as the question, someone has advanced. um, Krishna helps us. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita in many ways that he protects and helps those who are devoted to him. So Krishna is there. He reciprocates with us, but he gives special consideration to his devotees because the devotees give special consideration to Krishna. So, Leelakar... Indirectly, this part of the Bhagavatam may be giving warnings of the dangers of becoming too proud. How can one guard against that? By chanting the holy name seriously in the sage, Haraname Vakivalam, and paying attention to the examples of people who had trouble because of pride. So, Tapan Mishra. I remember one anecdote about Maharaj Yudhisthira walking directly into Vaikunthu from the material world. There is a statement in the um, Prabhupada, makes a statement as purport in this canto that the Pandavas went back to God in their self same bodies as far as walking right in. I don't remember that. So, uh, did The Yadus go to the heavenly, that's about to be known in Scotland. Did the Yadus go to the heavenly planets or go to the spiritual world? Uh, It depends on where their service was. They had service in different places. So wherever their service was, they went there. So, Krishna Priya, saintly Vaishnavi. Should we understand that any time our empowerment can be taken away we need to accept Krishna's plan if we are trying to serve? Absolutely. Yeah, because if, Krishna's, if Krishna has been empowering us here but now he wants us to do something else, then that empowerment will be shifted. It will be transferred. Because If, if someone has really surrendered to Krishna, they will always be empowered but to do different things. you, At a certain point in your life, you may be empowered just to chant Hare Krishna purely. Or, I mean, all kinds of things. So, in a sense, we have to be alert to see where Krishna is empowering us. So, uh, Shauna, is, Arjuna, is the friendship of Arjuna and Krishna comparable to Krishna's relations the Coward Boys, or would it be in other modes? Uh, they're both in Sakya friendship, but uh, one friendship is in Vrindavan, one is outside of Vrindavan, so they're in different modes in that sense. No, fr- not, no a friendship is friendship. So, um, thank you all very much. I think that's all the questions, and uh, appreciate you all coming for the class and hopefully we'll be together again on February 27th. Perhaps, which is, uh, let me look at the calendar very quickly. That is, um, I'm also on the 27th giving in class to a very nice preaching program in San Francisco, California. So you can also attend that. Um, Tomorrow is Bhakti Siddhanta's Parents' Day. I'm going to be um, stepping back from uh, programs because I have to get the Mahabharata and at least try and it's just, just can't do both. So I'm, so for uh, probably several months, I'm just going to be writing, but I will be doing the Sunday Bhagavatam class. So I uh, I will continue to do that. So again, thank you all very much for coming and I hope you are all very well. Hare Krishna.